and welcome to Media Plus, our weekly look at the world of digital media and Apple's place within it. And somehow, both us and Apple TV Plus have made it to September 2021. Well done, everyone involved. And that means there's lots of new shows coming out because we've got a whole slate of full programming, some of it which we were probably expecting to get a little bit earlier than we're going to. Um, some of which often comes out in kind of this period of time. So there's a lot of stuff to be excited about. And here to discuss it with me is the lovely Kelly Gamont. Hi, I'm glad to be back. Yes, glad to have you back. There's a lot for us to dig into. Dig into. We discussed it a little bit uh, last week on your Daily Observation show, but we decided there was so much we needed. And new stuff has happened even since we recorded that show. So the, <laughs> yes. So there was, we decided it needed another half an hour or so to really dig into it. And there's a lot, a lot to be getting into. And I know there's some things you're particularly excited about. Um, and one I'm excited about, and I think you are too, is kind of the first thing that's going to hit our screens. And it's technically not an Apple TV production, but it's going to be available on the Apple TV app uh, from mm-hmm. September 7th. So probably when you're listening to the show, you'll be able to watch this. Um, it is a James Bond retrospective. It's called Being James Bond. It's Daniel Craig reflecting on 15 years as James Bond. And it's meant to be available as a free rental exclusively on Apple TV before No Time to Die finally, finally, finally gets released. We hope, promise it's coming. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I'll even be able to believe it once I've bought a ticket. I don't know if I'll be able to believe it if I can actually make it to a theater to sit down and watch. Like, right. I think it's going to take sitting in the room and having the theme come up that's going to actually make me believe this might be happening. Yeah, you might believe it once you've seen uh, both the James Bond theme and then maybe the closing credits as well. Yeah, end credits would probably, yeah. Even then, I still probably won't be able to believe it. Um, and part of that is because I've been waiting a very long time for this movie. Yeah, because well, generally, we well, generally they come out in November around my birthday. And so that's the thing I like to do for my birthday is to get to go see the new James Bond movie when Makes that's sense. available. So... Yeah, um, so having it Im- impossibly delayed feels weird. I can't imagine what it feels like if it's your movie and it's been done for like a year and a half. They're just waiting. You know, and still can't get out the door. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to this kind of little preview, this little kind of opening act of it. Um, as I say, it's called Being James Bond. It's with Daniel Craig. Um, he's talking to uh, the producers of the show, Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Broccoli. Um, there's all the kind of new fo- footage in there. It's going to be mm-hmm. 45 minutes long. It sounds like it's going to be a real uh, enjoyable watch. And as I said, I don't think a TV Plus subscription is necessary. But it's going to be exclusively on the Apple TV app, which is kind but of cool. In the app, but you don't need Plus to TV Plus to watch it. Okay. Because we needed more confusing about the name. So it's oh, all I good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the first thing. But then, 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 then we've got, well, we've got a lot of stuff coming up in September, actually. So... That in Friday, September 10th, mm-hmm. we have Come From Away, which is a Broadway musical um, about coming together with 7,000 complete strangers. That's coming to Apple TV Plus on September the 10th, as I say. Now, you're more of a musical girl than me. You're more of a Broadway <laughs> kind of girl, I think. A bit, yeah. Are you looking forward to this one? Um, sort of and sort of not. Um, okay. <clears throat> I do think having it come out September 10th is very timely because... Uh, the plot of this is a bunch of people who were on a plane that got grounded on the 11th of September, 20 right. years ago. Right. And it's almost like they planned that. You know, I wonder. Uh, it's, 
So uh, not necessarily the most enlightening of subjects, but I mean, that's kind of, you know, that that's not unheard of in a Broadway musical. No. Uh, anyone who watched Megadoon remembers when she says nobody dies in a musical. Oh, except and this one and this one and this one. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 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 one thing that the Broadway is generally not afraid of is is uh, mm. taking on something a little tougher. Something. That's sure. I mean, we've really all seen right and fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I, th- I think it's going to be interesting. And part of the reason I think it's going to be interesting is because this is one that a lot of people were paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I mean, it's not Hamilton. Like, let's just get that out on the table. No, like, on it's, it doesn't have that kind of hype or anything like that. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting. And I think part of that is just there's sort of a general upswing in people wanting to see musicals and maybe not getting the opportunity because they're not touring. Uh, nothing's on Broadway right now or barely on Broadway right now um, as Broadway tries to come back from Mm -hmm. all this and may end up having to shut down yet again. So um, with that future being uncertain, I think outlets like this for people to have musicals, like I, I'm, I would not be surprised to see more of this happening on all the services. Yeah. And I think this could be a, a bit of a hit for Apple TV plus, even if it's not one that I'm totally Bought into myself. Um, while you have mentioned September 11th and the events, uh, horrific events of 20 years ago, we should once again flag up um, 9/11 inside the President's War Room, which has received a lot of acclaim over here when it was broadcast on the BBC. I think mm-hmm. people who have watched it on Apple TV Plus have also really been struck by, you know, the the insight of the people and the high level of access. Given in that documentary, it tells the story of 12 hours after the attacks, essentially, and what mm-hmm. happened inside the White House and so on. So that's another one to flag up. Um, but so, yep, as I say, that musical, the musical is September 10th. And then a week later, one I'm particularly excited about, because mm-hmm. we have the return of the morning show. Jennifer Aniston, yes. Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell et al. are back on September the 17th. We ended on quite the cliffhanger. <laughs> well, when Nick Fury shows up and invites Steve Carell to join S.H.I.E.L.D., I mean, like, where are we going to go from there? Right. right. We've had some big moments. It's a... Uh... No, that's too much of a spoiler, actually. I can't say that. <laughs> Don't actually, no, sorry. Anyone if you haven't who... watched season one well, of The Morning Show or Succession, you know. Go if you and haven't... Well, if you haven't watched it yet, let me... You have a treat coming. Like, like... No, I'm sorry. If you haven't watched it, pause the show and if you haven't watched season two of succession also pause the show right the two <laughs> okay, endings to, are i'll uh, be right back because i haven't watched the second oh, season of succession yet okay so anyway the, the two endings are remarkably similar in lots of ways okay the two shows and they're both very dramatic and i'm excited for both of them to come back but yes we don't quite know what's going on in season two of the morning show it looks like jennifer aniston's character has left and uh, billy crudup's character is trying to bring her back it's all very conspiratorial and exciting, but it should be. Um, hopefully, they'll build on it. We all agreed, didn't we, that season one took a little bit of time to get going. We yeah. needed a little bit of time to lift off, but when it did lift off, it was pretty good. And um, hopefully, we'll, yeah, yeah, and hopefully, uh, we'll go straight back into the action. I don't know how much they. There were stories, weren't there, that they've been change some of the script due to the pandemic i'm not sure if that's true we haven't seen much evidence of that as for in the trailers we've not seen sort of 
people, as far as I know, people walking around with masks and that kind of thing. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it won't be inserted into the show. Right. Um, you know, maybe they that those those were later episodes, and we'll see that as it goes on. I don't know. I did hear tell of that, but um, that will be very interesting to watch. Kind of how much closely they play on real world events, which is obviously something they did very much in season one. Yeah. And it is a thing that I enjoy about that. I do enjoy about um, watching the morning show. I don't necessarily want that out of everything I watch, Mm. but I do enjoy um, occasionally getting to watch a show that does reflect reality. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping they don't go too much down. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There's a difference between acknowledging it and sort of spending all of your time on that piece. Yeah. And I just think it will be, quite exhausted i think possibly they thought they could do it when the whole thing might have disappeared and as that doesn't seem to be the case in a week's time um mm-hmm. two weeks time then i i'm hoping that they haven't made it too much a focus of the show if it is in there but uh it'll be interesting it's actually a general point that's going to be quite interesting to see how much shows play on that and deal with it and if they want to or want to live in an alternate reality Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be quite interesting. Um, yeah. Something that is definitely more focused on reality, and we're definitely both excited for, is coming at the end of September, September 30th. Mm-hmm. And it's the return of Jon Stewart. Oh, goodness, yes. You uh, and I are both very excited about this. Yes, and I will have a soft spot for this show forever, because that's how you and I started Media Plus when I got to be a guest was talking about Apple TV Plus got John Stewart and being very excited about it. So having that finally be reality is it's going true. to be and fantastic. I think, I think there's only one guest that can come on to discuss that show when, <laughs> when we get when we finally get to see it. So uh, join Kelly and I just at the beginning of October to discuss that show. Yeah, look forward to having you there. Um, but yeah, it's called The Problem with John Stewart, as you all probably know. It's not going to be quite as down the line daily talk show as the daily show was. It's obviously weeks apart. I think it's, you know, it's pre-recorded in a slightly different way. The idea is to have conversations with people impacted by issues and those who can both have created those issues and can find solutions to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's all... It's it's a sort of broader scope than The Daily Show, which I think is good. And I look forward to seeing the kind of Jon Stewart creativity be given that space. I think that will be quite fun. It's sort of interesting on a meta level to watch how this happened because uh, Jon Stewart took a break from The Daily Show to go direct a film. And John Oliver stepped in as the host for that stretch. Uh, this was years ago. Uh, he stepped in for that stretch and then later went on to go to HBO and sort of do a, a an, an evolution of something like The Daily Show with Last Week Tonight, which is uh, once a week and talks about here's some things from the week and now here's an issue that we're going to dig into and do something particular about. Sometimes they talk to people about it. Sometimes he just prevents, presents a bunch, of, a bunch of information about a specific topic. And now it seems like uh, the problem with Jon Stewart is going to be sort of an iteration of last week tonight in a way because it's going to talk about current events but not necessarily be newsy and still have some interesting interviews and stuff with Jon Stewart and I'm looking forward to that I always liked watching him sit down and talk to somebody yeah 
I think that's going to be really interesting. I think based on at least certainly the first trailer, um, the <laughs> the bite and edge and humour has certainly not yeah. gone out of John Stewart and those working with him. So that no, should all be good swears. fun. I feel all, like all the swears. No, there no. are many swears. Uh, he used to have to tone it down a little bit and get beeped on Comedy Central, and I don't think that's going to happen on TV Plus. No. So, yeah, so uh, once the gloves are off, uh, just be aware. Uh, this main, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb, so to speak, and say that uh, this is not going to be family programming. I, I suspect Language not. Is your no. concern. If you thought the opening <laughs> sequence of season one of the morning show was a lot, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, that brings up a couple of interesting issues, actually, which we have the luxury of being able to spend a few moments on so first mm-hmm. of all there's an accompanying podcast to all of this which yes. is interesting we saw apple tv plus make a podcast with the line and then mm-hmm. there's a, that tv show is head is another thing that's headed over um to apple tv plus in the coming weeks there's going to be a docu- series related to that but we got the podcast first yeah. actually given on the bombshell on which the line the podcast ended i'm very much looking forward to see where the tv show of that picks up so we'll Mm -hmm. keep an eye on that um the other thing it builds on what you've just said which is we talked a lot and we we've joked about many times about that opening sequence and other sequences in the morning show and other shows which are kind of expletive ridden you know the mosquito coast was hardly firmly programming and comfortable viewing there's lots of stuff that's been more difficult and more edgy than we expected, frankly, from Apple TV Plus already. Uh, physical is the first thing that leaps Perfect screaming example. into my mind. <laughs> Perfect example. Couldn't agree with yeah. you more. Um, so all of that. And this is the first, we assume this is going to be quite pure politics. It's very issue driven. Mm-hmm. You know, Oprah has done issue driven stuff on TV Plus before. But mm-hmm. how can I put it? I said she hasn't really tackled issues that that most people are going to feel uncomfortable being tackled or don't think need tackling. So, mm-hmm. really powerful discussions on racism. I think the broad consensus those are very important conversations that we need to have, and she is a uniquely well placed person to lead those conversations. And it's very good that Apple TV Plus has the space for that. Um, as one example, you know, similar Prince Harry doing stuff with Prince Harry on mental health, a difficult issue, but one that's not particularly controversial to tackle or certainly shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I think having John Stewart do this kind of thing is more of a test of Apple, of Apple TV plus edginess and it's metal. What do you think? Yeah. And I think, well, I think a certain amount of that comes with John Stewart being John Stewart, right? Like there was a reason it was very newsworthy that he had signed with Apple. It was, there was a reason that you and I were excited to talk about it. Um, <clears throat> and I'm assuming they are, you know, they're paying him in US dollars in some amount. So like they were interested in getting him because of who he is and what he does. And we're interested in seeing it because of who he is and what he does. And I think all of that coming together is going to be interesting because like you said, um, uh, Oprah is good for a conversation. I would say that um, having a conversation on mental health is 
necessary and not necessarily topical topically driven like this is a this is a conversation people should be having and uh and i think with john stewart being i'm I'm going to assume slightly more topical uh i'm very interested to see where that goes and i wonder if uh you know like when you think about it you know what what kicked off tv plus was apple uh with their pretend new show they had a pretend show about the news, a fictional show about right. the news. Right, yeah, yeah. And so they started with a with fiction about a news program. So to, I mean, it's a morning chat show, but you know, a news program, so to speak, because they're covering news. They call themselves reporters and journalists and all this. So yeah. those folks, like, they started with that show. That was like the big deal. Was they have this show about a morning show, and then now they've got John Stewart, who's going to be doing something like a real news show. Like it's going to be things that are topical, not necessarily. Uh, here's what happened today, but topical. And so maybe uh, next fall, we're going to get something that's more actual news, you know, or even yeah. in the meantime, maybe we get something that's a nice once a week wrap up more like a late night chat show, you know, or yeah. something where we get some topical stuff and then we sit down and chat with somebody about it. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'd be really interesting to watch both because I've always liked John Stewart and I hope that doesn't change. And also because I think how it works within Apple TV Plus will be really interesting and a real mm-hmm. test of the kind of freedom. Uh, so I think what I'm trying to articulate actually is Oprah, she perfect, her, the kind of issue driven programming that she does perfectly aligns with Apple's corporate values. Yes. And, you know, 100%. Like the things Oprah says, Tim Cook would happily say on stage as well. Yes. A billion pockets, y'all. I could hear him saying that. That kind of vibe. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. But the topics she deals with are issues Apple is also keen to deal with. Yes. Or at least wants us to think it's happy to deal with. That's just, anyway, yeah. we, that's a different That's issue. a separate podcast. We'll talk about that later. Right. But yeah. um, it, I think John Stewart could, there could be more friction there. And we will see. Yeah. Um. Another totally different but very exciting uh, one coming out a couple of weeks after Jon Stewart joins Apple TV Plus is one I know you're very excited about, which is the Velvet Underground documentary. That's out on October 15th. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, uh, yeah, this again is made by Todd Haynes, who, as we mentioned on uh, Daily Observations, is a very, very big deal filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And people are very, very excited to see his latest piece of work. And it's a pretty big deal that Apple has got hold of it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to it because uh, everything he's done that I have seen comes from a definite point of view, mm-hmm. whether it's one that you enjoy or not. Um, like, I mean, whether, like when I have watched them, whether it's one that I enjoy or not, I appreciate I have a certain amount of appreciation for somebody who takes a swing like that. And so he did uh, Velvet Goldmine, which I enjoyed very much. And he also did um, uh, I'm Not There, which is the the film about Bob Dylan. And he got like six different people to play yeah, Bob yeah. Dylan. And one of them was Tilda Swinton or or Kate Blanchett or somebody. And I can't remember who now. It's it's very fuzzy. Um, it was a whole thing. But there was a whole thing about like having all these different people yeah. who played Bob Dylan Leading in this woman. film. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm interested to see where the Velvet Underground stuff goes because um, the Velvet Underground was a band that was very 
like they were definitely known associates of Andy Warhol and that right. scene. So there's a very well, he does the famous his is the famous banana album cover. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm very interested to see how somebody with an absolute point of view who always brings some particular perspective to something is going to be able to take on something like this that is a very the aesthetic is specific. The music yeah. is specific. Every yeah. personality in the Velvet Underground is specific. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what he gets out of all of the story of, of the Velvet Underground. Yes. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It should be. And it's going to feature in-depth interviews with some of, you know, the key figures. And there's never seen performance videos. And there's going to be recordings. There's Andy Warhol, who you mentioned films from him in there. And all sorts of experimental arts and things. And John Kell is involved. He was a founding member of the band, describing the band's creative ethos. So it's pretty full access. So that should be really yeah. interesting to watch. Um, yeah. And we'll all have to spend a couple of weeks listening to the Velvet Underground back catalogue before we watch it. <laughs> yeah. A thing people used to say about the, the, the first Velvet Underground album is that it only ever sold 150 copies, but everyone who bought it went and started a band. Right. And like, and if you go listen to that album, and like now, now that you can, you know, trace back through the timeline, if you sit down and listen to that album now, you can hear all the bands who started bands after they bought this record. So it's a very, it's a very definite sound, and you can definitely trace that back, which is mm. a very interesting exercise to be able to do now because that album came out ages ago, and now you can see like you know, we've got bands that were influenced by bands that were influenced by yeah, yeah, Velvet yeah, Underground. Yeah. Like, you know, it's been a few iterations and it's, it can, it's a thing I enjoy doing is tracing that sort of thing back. Yeah. So that's part of why I'm excited about the documentary. It should, yeah, it should be really cool. I'm looking forward to watching that. Um, we have a, this is a kind of bittersweet one that I've got mm -hmm. for you next on the list, which is yes. season three of Dickinson. Yes. And our dear friend, John Marcellaro, if you're listening I hope you're sitting down because we're very sorry Yes, to tell you. Season three will be the last. It was confirmed uh, on Thursday last week that season three will be the final season of Dickinson. Um, mm -hmm. Apparently, Alina Smith, who created it, kind of envisaged that in the way Bill Lawrence told me that he envisaged Ted Lasso is going to be a three-season mm -hmm. run. Given the success of Ted Lasso, I'm increasingly unconvinced they're going to hold that line, but we will see. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Haley Steinfeld is back as Dickinson. Yes. Wiz Khalifa is back as Death, which yes. is which is just excellent. But the the whole gang is back, um, and there's some really cool yeah. guest stars as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so Mamet is back as Louise May Alcott. Will Pullen is back as nobody. They're as well as Wiz Khalifa, who I mentioned before. They're the returning guest stars. But there's Zoe as Zerner of Truth, Billy Eichner is Walt Whitman, Chloe Feynman is Sylvia Plath. Mm -hmm. So there's some pretty cool big-name guest stars, as well as the regular cast, cast that you're listening to, you're used to watching. Um, yeah. I mean, according to the trailer and the image Apple has released, it kind of looks like Emily ends up in the Civil War. Now, whether yeah. that's, you know, whether as in fighting in the Civil War, now whether that's kind of going to be an imaginative route she goes down and we don't see it's not reality and who right. knows. But um, right. there's obviously meant to be this dichotomy between the battles within her family and the actual war 
raging mm-hmm. in America, and it's going to be a. I think it's going to be quite a, go out on quite a big bang. Well, and, and that's not an inappropriate way to describe something <laughs> set in the Civil War. Yeah. Well, part of what I appreciate about the era of streaming as well is that uh, you can go in and tell a complete story. Like this is the story Mm. that I want to tell. It's going to take this many episodes or this many seasons or whatever and get in and tell that story and have your narrative arc be what it is and then get out. Um, Not everything, at least in us television, uh, it's, you know, you need 24 episodes. They start in September, they end in May. You need to make sure the big stuff happens in November and May so that we get sweeps, things happening, you know, and things like that. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of fundamental shift in television programming for people in the US because we don't get what you get, Charlotte, which is we have a season, we're going to release it. There may be more, there maybe mm-hmm. not, you know, we don't know. Um, but when we have another season ready, then we'll put it out. And that did that didn't generally uh end up being the case for a lot of things here. So like I remember when um uh I'm going to get the name of the show wrong, so I'm not going to say it so that I don't get any oh, no. email from people. But there was a show and the person who whose show it was went in and said, this is the story that I want to tell. Yeah. It's going to take this long and got someone to say, OK. And that was sort of an act of revolution in TV. And this was in the 90s. Right. And right, so right. <clears throat> and it was a sci fi show. So people sort of went, that's fine. Go go tell you a little sci fi story. It'll be great. So having something like that be much more the norm, I much more appreciate because this isn't the kind of thing where they went to, they went to her and said, uh, we need five more seasons of this show. And she has to go, well, what am I going to do with Emily Dickinson in that amount of time? Yeah. Yeah. And and, there is actually a reality you have to base some of that on. Yeah. Especially in this case. Um, So not having to be like, well, how do I spin up five more seasons of storytelling for my character, whether it's based on a, a, a real person or fictional person, how do I, you know, I came in trying to tell this story and being able to have a definite narrative arc, yeah. much like Bill Lawrence with Ted Lasso. Like I would rather have three great seasons of Ted Lasso to treasure forever than to have three good uh, ones know, and two average ones before everyone right. gets bored. Yeah. Yeah. Three good ones, like th- like two great ones, a Midland one. And then the one when they weren't sure if they were going to get canceled or not. And then the one where they wrap everything up, but they kind of didn't. Like that's a lot of shows. Basically, and so I don't want it to be that for Kelly. Ted Lasso. I want better for Ted. Ted, K- Kelly, let's cut to the chase here. Yes. No one wants season five of The West Wing. No. Precisely. Let's, let's just be clear about it. And no one wanted season three of Lost. Right. Which I, I am still I mad about. I will die no, mad about it. Don't I do start, not look for. I will not take questions at this time. No. But um, like. Season three of Lost is a perfect example of we have to like we don't know where we're going because we don't know how much more story we are going to get the opportunity sure, to tell. Sure, sure. So having somebody sort of in command of that from the get go, I would I much, much yes. prefer that approach. So I'm super excited that that's what's happening. Well, there's another reason for you to be excited as well. And that is because if you have enjoyed Dickinson, uh, the person behind it, as I mentioned, Alina Smith, is not going anywhere. She has an overall deal with Apple TV Plus, is developing television products exclusively for that platform. So if you enjoy Dickinson and her work, you should be able to get more of it on Apple TV Plus in the not-too-distant future. So that's excited. So that is exciting. Yeah. And then by then, we'll be talking about Christmas, Kelly. Well, we've done that. Well, once we get to December, I mean, 
also Christmas, but there is potentially something bigger happening in December. Wow. That I'm most excited about. What? What could <clears throat> possibly well, be bigger than Santa, Kelly Gamont? Well, you're talking to Kelly Gamont. So, of course, it's going to be a Star War. Right, sure. Um, the Book of Boba Fett comes out on Disney Plus in December, which is a thing I am desperately um, excited to watch. To wrap up, back on Apple TV Plus. Yes. We've got a couple more things we haven't mentioned, but they're a big deal. Yes. We've got Foundation, which is premiering on TV Plus on September the 24th. Mm-hmm. And another Tom Hanks movie, Finch, which is going to air on November the 5th. So it's a pretty packed full schedule. Just yeah. as we wrap up this show, where do you think it te- what do you think it tells us about where Apple TV Plus is as a platform? Well, they've got a lot they've got a lot going on, first of all. Um and part of that is because like if you look at um <clears throat> if you look at Foundation um I'm trying to remember how many books there are in the in the foundation series, but there's um, like it's it's a non zero. I mean, it's it's a non zero number of books. Yeah, yeah um, it's a series. Uh, yeah, I want to say because there were there were some shorts, but there's a number of books. Um, yeah, I want to say there's like six. Yeah, I mean, it's a, something like that. Like it's yeah, not a, yeah. Um, you know, not quite. Not quite Game of Thrones because I don't think no. I don't think most of them are massive, but there's there's a lot of stuff going on there, and Apple decided to take that on, and I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. Um, if if for no other reason, it's been a really really long time since I read them, and I don't think I read them all, but like uh, I know two of the people in it are Jared Harris and Lee Pace, and those are big names. You know, like you were just talking about Tom Hanks having another movie. Yeah, like you know these. These guys are no slouches at doing what they do, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing how they bring the books to television. Yeah, uh, much like know. next year, we'll find out how they do with Lord of the Rings over there at Amazon Prime, because um, that's not till next September. No, um, so those are like there. There's a whole lot in the the Foundation books that is going to be um, interesting to see how they adapt it to the screen. So this is another one of those big swings that I'm excited about and it it has to have been in production for a really really long time yeah so um i want to say it's been like four years or something since we heard that it sounds like there are people actually making it and not just sitting around going you know what would be awesome to make a tv show of is those isaac asimov books so. yeah so it has been a big deal it's got people who were involved you mentioned some of the big name actors and you're quite right we've got uh david escoy on exec producer and showrunner duty he's Mm-hmm. credits include Batman Begins and Man of Steel so it's a big big project it's a big deal mm-hmm. um, I kind of put it in the same big picture thing as Lysi's story which is coming to an end and is available on Apple TV yeah. Plus all those kind of things so I, I think it tells us uh, it will be kind of by the time this stuff comes out it will be kind of year two of Apple <laughs> TV Plus goodness right <laughs> and I think it tells us it's in a pretty good place I mean, I think Absolutely. this. I think this momentum going into fall has been partly propelled by the fact it all got a bit slow. There were a lot of product pandemic caused production delays, mm-hmm. but it's picked up the pace. And it's what the consequence of that is. Although there was some fallow months, it has given us now a flurry of stuff that's going to build. I think quite a lot of momentum and excitement as we enter year two of the platform. Yeah. And and one of the things that has struck me about what we've gotten from 
from TV Plus in particular is the variety of content. Yes. So, and, the, and based on this discussion, I mean, yeah. it's we've covered a whole load of different things from talk shows to sci-fi yeah. mega series to you yeah. know dramas. So talk, sh- talk shows, sci-fi, and we didn't even talk about um, you know, we've had uh two seasons now of Snoopy in Space. Yeah. Um, see Central Park. See uh well like the animation stuff. Like yeah, Wolf yeah, Walkers was right. nominated for an Oscar. Uh so we've got like Very good point. a lot of um helpsters we've got a lot of stuff for kids we've got animation for kids we've got animation for adults we've got um half hour sick your sort of standard issue half hour sitcom that we're you know which us here in the u.s in particular particularly comes from too you've got hour-long drama you've got sci-fi you've got sci-fi that's part of a massive series you've got all these things and then you've got more stuff coming down the pike and then you know um like there's something there for everybody and it's five bucks a month, which is the the part like even still like that hasn't changed. Like Disney plus started at five bucks a month. It's not anymore. Yeah. And no, it's, you know, it's all of those things have fluctuated. Like everyone else's prices have gone up and Apple is still $5 a month. And for $5 a month, you get whichever one of those things you want. This full preview says to me that it's heading in to a good place. No yeah. doubt. I mean, you're already booked for a, the begin- <laughs> for the beginning of October when we see John Stewart. So thank yes. you so much for Kelly for joining me. She's at Versal on Twitter. And of course, she's on the Mac Observer's Daily Observation Show. I'm at Charlotte A. Henry on Twitter and sometimes get let on the Daily Observation Show. <laughs> I'll see you here next week, but thank you for listening.